This is Monica and this is Shauna and we're your high priestess for this evening and tonight we have with us dum 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 space daddy Jarrell. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> we are here to talk about February planet fuckery yes. and other spirited topics. So how's everyone doing tonight? Good. I'm, how about you? I'm good. I'm good. Not too bad. Um, it was a tough couple of months though oh, wasn't it yes mm -hmm. i know we're just coming back from the new year um and yeah there's been a, a lot of crazy that has happened at least with me a lot I of mean, people let yeah. me tell you um a lot of people have been talking about what the hell is going on what's this yeah. what's this fuckery what's this clusterfuck i'm in i keep on telling them to hang in there hang in yeah. there you know, one thing that did, I, I feel like I jinxed it, at least for myself, was, because I feel like usually Mercury retrograde is a little bit of an emotional time for me, because I get very frustrated with just the stupidity of everything, and we had a Venus retrograde at the same time, mm -hmm. and so like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, I was like, you know, I've done pretty well, things are going okay this retro, and I fucked up, I shouldn't have thought that, because then I had a very stereotypical Mercury, Mercury retrograde, yeah. the computer got kind of broken, the water heater broke, someone hit my car in the parking lot, like oh, the electricity stopped working in my living room and then started working again, like just weird shit. And yeah. I feel like me just saying that the retrograde wasn't that bad, it was like I was asking for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm just I'm just floating along waiting for the last few days of it to get to be gone, so. Yeah. That will be nice. It will be most good, most good. Uh, what are you drinking, my good friend? You stole it right out of my head. There you go. I'm having a Corona tonight. Nice. I had this like inspiration. I was going to make this amazing cocktail. Ah. And then I don't know where today went. It's just like yeah. I woke up, I think laundry happened, and here I am. So okay. that's okay. <laughs> Corona's where we're at. What about you, Jarrell? What do you got? I am drinking a whiskey Coke because I'm a whiskey oh. dude. Yes, oh. you are. All right. You're, we're getting boo-boos of approval all around. Sorry, <laughs> the baby popped in for a minute. He was, uh, he was giving cooing. his opinion. He was cooing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, we do have a special thing for you guys for Monica. Ugh. Monica brought a beer, did not like it, gave it to Ricky, who says it's wonderful. So we gave Monica vodka and Coke, and she hasn't tried it yet. Because I wasn't allowed to. And I think, no, she's not, because <laughs> we need to just capture the essence of it so everyone can enjoy it. And I'm actually pulling up my camera right now so I can record it as well. Wait, wait, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. You guys should see the look on her face. She's so sick of my shit. <laughs> okay, Monica, you can, you're allowed. Well, you're let's allowed. do a cheers. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Don't cheers. Spit it out. It'll be all good. Here we go. One, two, three. Oh, yeah, that's strong. <laughs> that's strong. <laughs> that's strong. Okay. It's drinkable. It's strong. It's Woo. one shot. It's an one. ounce of vodka. I'm telling you, man. I'm a lightweight. I'm a lightweight these days. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to be drunk and like well, two more sips, I'll be dancing on the table. <laughs> well, you can always just chug it and get it over with. Oh, no. I'm not Are you chugging. sure? I think that's a great idea. <laughs> no, homie, don't play that game. No. Homie, don't play that. Homie, don't play that. All right. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that I got that on video. Uh -huh. I'll put that up in our Facebook group so everyone can watch that. And yes. It, it, I feel like that wasn't your most animated drink reaction. No, so because it it's not as bad that as the bad. others. That's the thing. It's okay. It's bad, but it's not that bad. <laughs> I feel like it's really hard because like, there's a part of me that wants to make good cocktails, but I also really want to make bad drinks just for vodka. <laughs> You know, it's just, it's one of those things. Yeah, well, I know immediately if I like something and, you know, it's, it's, this is okay, which is unusual for me being a Scorpio because it's either love or hate, but 
it'll do for today because I forgot my drink. It's all good. <laughs> good on you for branching out and trying new things. You've done a lot of that in the last few weeks. It was work husband's birthday, and we went out and you tried you tried a piece of kale, which I think uh, you like put on what? your plate. I ate a piece of kale, and I was like, oh, man, this is nasty as hell. I got I it. Kale. It was really hard I to swallow. It was, it was sauteed with oh, garlic. It was it really was good. good. It oh. was so bitter and ugh. But you know, she was like, I want to try this. And she took some off my <gasps> plate and put it on hers. But I think she just did that so that I wouldn't bitch at her and be like, try this. Because then she didn't actually eat it. No, and I then did. I did swallow a piece. You did after I told you to, and you were fighting me on it. And finally, instead of like <laughs> eating it, she just opened her mouth like so that I had to like hand feed it to her. <laughs> I also tried a um, uh, some kind of a flower blossom stuck with stuffed with ricotta. Yeah, it was a, oh, a wow, fried squash blossom. How was it? Fried squash blossom with marinara. It was delicious. That sounds so good. Uh, it wasn't bad. It was like it tasted crispy on the outside, like mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. like a. Um, was it fried? Yeah. yeah. Oh, everything. Like, yeah, it was fried. fried. It was like fried. It tasted crispy, but um, it wasn't bad. It was okay. Would I order it and say, "Oh boy, some some zucchini? What is it? Squash blossom? See, Let I me think get that." No. That's where we fucked up. Is like she knew that it was from a zucchini plant. She doesn't like zucchini. Oh really? I only like zucchini in bread. I make a mean oh, zucchini bread. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I make a mean zucchini bread. But I really thought it would be okay because it was ricotta. And, but it know, wasn't bad. And everyone was that was at that Walmart that day knows how you feel about ricotta. So I, I thought we had like we had a winner. Yeah, we we did not. Yeah, it was interesting. Yep. But uh, I won't. I won't. There's certain ones I won't eat, and and I won't eat uh, zucchini or squash, like grilled. Sauteed. She says certain ones. Most things she won't eat. I don't know why you're trying to make it seem like there's only a select few. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I don't like kale, but I like collard greens, which is equally as bitter. Did you is. also like beets? And don't get I me wrong, I like, like beets, beets, but I just I think like that's beets. really weird. Of all the things that you could like, it's beets? I like beets a lot. A lot. I like well, they are lot. sweet. You think so? You think I they're think sweet? I think so. As a, for a vegetable, I think they're sweet. Okay. Well, all right. That's probably why I like it. And I like them pickled, especially. Oh. Pickled Pickled beets are very, very good. Yes. I mean, yeah, they are really good. I'm getting hungry. Why do we always do this? I don't know. Let's stop talking about food. But now I'm just like, that's all I want to talk about. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) We got to talk about the stars and the moon and the planets. Take it away, Space Daddy. All right. Well, I guess welcome back, everybody, um, and inviting me back um, to talk about the transits um tonight we're gonna or today we're gonna be talking about um all of the astrological going ons um in february okay um but before i get into that i just want to kind of recap since we never really did like a a a session for january but january was definitely a crazy month yes i think we did do january did we yeah so one, I don't think we actually said it and like put like a label on it when we did the episodes, but we did a couple in advance because yeah. I was, oh no, we didn't do January. Yeah, we did November and December. There we go, yeah, because yeah. we sat down and we did a couple in advance because we knew that the baby was coming, but you're right, right yeah. we didn't do January. Okay. Yeah, um, I think we were going to, but things were just really crazy right. for me. That's yes, why I was yes, like, yes. yeah, um, yeah, that was a crazy month, at least for me. And you guys know, it's like my friends. Um, but that being said, January did quite have a true, uh, quite a few transits that kind of left us where we are today. Um, one of the major things of January was uh, the year started off, 2022 started off in a Venus retrograde. Yikes. And I don't know about you guys, but I get really messed up from Venus retrogrades. I mm-hmm. really, really get messed up. And this year was definitely not an exception. I. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then on top of that, um, about partway through that Venus retrograde, we got a Mercury retrograde. Um, fortunately, they're both ending around the same time. Uh, by the time all you listeners at home will be listening to this, the Mercury retrograde will have been over by a couple days. Um, and then Venus will, sorry, Venus is ending her retrograde a couple days ago. Um, and then Mercury will be ending his retrograde on the 3rd of February. Um, but with that being said, too, 
Um, I think there is one transit that is worth talking about, at least for the month of February, even though it happens in January. On the last day of January, the 31st, um, there is going to be a new moon. And for all you witchy people out there, this is, I think, one of the important new moons that we can start working with. And remember, you know, when it comes to all of these... Um, uh, lunations, uh, new moons, full moons, quarter moons, if you will. Um, we we definitely, I think, have like a grace period of like a day before, day after, if we want to work with it magically. Um, and in this case, it's no exception. I know there are some astrologers, but um, it also depends on where you are in the world too. This new moon occurs like on the first of February, but for us in Los Angeles, it's the thirty first. Um, so what we are going to have um, or what we're working with is a new moon in um, Aquarius. So every time we have the sun ingress into a new sign, and remember the word ingress means anytime a planet changes over from one sign to the next. So for most of um, January, we had the sun um, in Capricorn and about... Um, two-thirds of the way through went into um, Aquarius. So uh, whenever the sun and moon meet in the sky, we have a dark moon or a new moon. And these particular moon phases are really good for new beginnings or planting the seeds for things uh, that you want to manifest in the future. But what is really cool about a new moon in Aquarius is we get to work with all that juicy Aquarian energy. Um, and it's something that you only really get to work with new moon-wise literally this time around the year. Um, sometimes it's later in February, but um, this time around it's on the 31st of uh, January. I feel like that's really cool, too, because it's very close to Imbolc. Yeah. And like you said, we have that kind of like three-day grace period mm -hmm. to kind of catch that energy. So we can still kind of ride that wave February 2nd when we have Imbolc, which yeah. has a very similar energy to it yeah. of planting, blessing your seeds. Not yes. necessarily planting, but blessing your seeds, thinking about the things that you want. It's the time to dream and start getting inspired so mm -hmm. i feel like because of what you're talking about with the new moon and we talk about the wheel of the year with that we're in a really nice time to really make some shit happen for yourself but like yeah. long-term magic kind of and and even just like you know the the energy of in bulk as a sabbat you know we're um, celebrating the return of light to the yes, world yes you know um it's the return of the sun right um and you know groundhog's day <laughs> oh yeah i love groundhog's day yeah you know what okay monica how do you how do you say the groundhog's oh, name what's his name come on you can Wait, do let it me think, let me think of his <laughs> name let me think oh my god it's such a oh it starts with a p doesn't it um poop poop something I think we're going to do this every year <laughs> because this happened the first like Groundhog Day that we had the podcast and I had no idea the Groundhog even had a name. I yeah, didn't know that either. Yeah, okay, people, people wrote in and like someone actually, and if you're still listening, whoever you are, I don't remember off the top of my head. Thank you. Someone sent us like an audio clip. So I actually knew how to. To say, say it. it, I swear to God, it's spelled like some fucked up Aztec thing. Like, yeah, the yeah. Fuck oh. is this? yeah, yeah. I mean, looking at it, I would probably pronounce it wrong anyway. I, I'm trying yeah. to, remember. I think it's Puxatani Phil, something like that. <laughs> That's what it is. Wow, I, yeah, he has a name. Yep. I didn't know, yep. I had no idea. I mean, I knew that in some parts of the world, instead of a groundhog, it's a badger. Really? Okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, I like that. I've heard, yeah, I've heard that, um, yeah. but I didn't even know that it had a name. That's but you know cool. what's really weird with the groundhog day? It's like if he sees his shadow, mm -hmm. okay, let me get this straight. If he sees his shadow, then there's going to be more cold and darkness in winter. And like is that what two it is? extra. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and if he doesn't see his shadow, it's early spring. It's an early spring, yeah. Yeah. See, it's spelled really weird, right? Puxahani. Puxahani. To want, yeah, I can't. I think Puxa it's Tawani Puxatani. Puxatani. Something like that. Puxatani. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's that's cool. I like it. Unless you're Monica, it's poot poot. I was like, whatever it is, it's with a P. It's it's a pet name. 
Punxsutawney. Okay. Punxsutawney. You know, we could probably make this really easy and like have Google say it for us, but I like our method better. I like our banter. You know, the one thing I wanted to say is with it being on like in bulk and it's sharing a day. Coming from a, a Christian background, it's very easy to get the hang of the Wheel of the Year because the church stole all of the pagan holidays anyway, right? Yeah. So when I was first like trying to learn it and memorize dates and stuff, well, in bulk has nothing. Well, it kind of has something to do with Groundhog's Day. Anyway, so I was like, oh, okay, Yule and Christmas, you know, Ostar, Easter, and I was like, in bulk, Groundhog's Day. Yeah, but you know, the Catholics <laughs> uh, celebrate Candlemas. They have... They have yeah, a special, candle mass. Yeah, that's right. They call it candle mass, and they have a special thing that they do as well. Do you know what it is? It sounded like you're playing an instrument, or uh, looked because she was she had a hand gesture. You yeah, guys can't no, see it's it, but. you know, I think it's like it is a they like candles and stuff. Yeah, like it's that. it's it's almost like this. Yeah. Um, if if you go to like a candle mass, um, I, I've only been to one once, and I just remember candles. Yes, candles everywhere. And yeah, yeah. it's basically a mass of candles. It's on like candle mass? Okay. it's a mass of candles on candle mass, and it represents like literally the return of the sun. But I think in that context, it's like the son of God or something like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. So I mean, the tradition um, definitely has a parallel <laughs> to the yes. the pagan one for yes, sure. Yes, for sure. Yes. I think I like Groundhog's Day better, but I do like all the candles. Sounds sexy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds sounds. Yeah, and brilliant. I mean, even in bulk is like you know a, a fire festival. festival. It's a fire candles. festival. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love in bulk. I think it's a really inspiring one. I think it's really great that we have this yeah. Aquarian new moon with it this yeah. year. Yeah, and even just the the archetype for the for the new moon, or well, I mean, what I mean to say is. Uh, the archetype of Aquarius that the new moon is going to be uh, transiting through I think is like super cool and important too uh -huh. you know as far as an energy that we can work with you know because as the sun or really any planet uh, when they move or ingress through the different signs it's almost like we get a taste of different energies that we can play with uh -huh. you know and do magic with yeah. and the archetype of Aquarius is super cool yes. now I know for um, any of you at home who um, work with um, astrology from a modern point of view Aquarius is a sign that is ruled by Uranus or Uranus I learned to pronounce it Uranus for my first mentor so that's why I pronounce it that way uh -huh. you know I always struggled with how to pronounce it without someone making a butt joke and then yeah. um, <laughs> Courtney, one of one of our friends, would call it Uranus or Uranus, and she's like, "Well, that's how Jarrell says it," and I'm like, "Oh, Jarrell <laughs> says it that way, then it has to be right," and so, so I've adopted it as well now. Oh, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think a um, a more common pronunciation though is Uranus. Yeah, Uranus. Um, right. That's how a lot of people pronounce it, but I don't know. I I learned I to feel like do it the way that I did. I feel like you just can't get away from like weird <laughs> body jokes with Uranus yeah, or Uranus. Can't. I just go straight to like. anyone uh, looking at astrology from modern context it is a sign that is ruled by Uranus but traditionally um, Aquarius is ruled by Saturn um, oh. which seems like it wouldn't work but with a little more explanation it actually does so in traditional astrology um, Saturn rules as we all know rules Capricorn but also rules Uranus uh, sorry also rules Aquarius is what I meant to say and um, they're two completely different archetypal energies. Yeah. With Capricorn, it makes sense because um, Saturn is a planet that, or you know, a yeah, uh, an energy that archetypically is all about creating boundaries and resistance and enforcing rules and restrictions on things. And in an earthy sign like Capricorn, he has every rain to do that you know and with Aquarius it's a little bit different because in Capricorn Saturn can lay all the boundaries put the walls up and say no to everything but 
what do you do after you've built those walls and you realize you're on the other side of it? And that's where Saturn finds freedom to build different kinds of structures, different kinds of rules, and becomes a sort of archetype for time and space outside of the box that has been created in Capricorn. Hmm, okay. So it's a really, really interesting it energy. Is. It is. You know what I mean? Um, and it's actually a sign that Saturn surprisingly thrives in because he can be more of an architect as opposed to um, a gatekeeper. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that is one of the, the main themes of Aquarius is what do you do when you find yourself outside of the box? You know, you find yourself living in this realm full of eccentricities and isolation you know so I always I don't really joke around about this but I joke around about this <laughs> how um, people who are Aquarians you know they're kind of like those eccentric cool kids at school you know it's yeah. like it's it's that that group or that clique that you always want to like know everything about and you want to be part of their little clique but they're just so far out of reach right but here's the interesting notion if you were one of the cool kids you find yourself in this situation where you're on a pedestal and you're still alienated by the people you're surrounded with. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that is the Saturnian influence for that sign that even though the grass looks greener, it's not really because you're still separated from everything. And so you have to use everything at your disposal to create more, to build more for yourself so you can shine. And even though it inspires other people from afar, you know, those very same things are the things that keep you separated at the same time, which adds to the eccentricity and the uniqueness of yeah. Aquarius. So it's, in a way, it's very chill, but it's also very active because as an air sign, it is all about formulating those thoughts you know if thoughts are creative basically anything you can think of it can be but it takes the seed of inspiration to begin with and that is the energy of Aquarius is to be able to shine your light from an external place and to draw people to that energy um, because that's your contribution and your legacy and it's the polar opposite of leo where leo like on the wheel of the zodiac aquarius is on the complete opposite end of leo which is a different way of shining your light it's about shining your light from the inside and radiating outward to where you can't help but be the center of everything but aquarius forces you to see the light within yourself that allows you to be the light, the ambient light that's away from the center. That's a really cool way to put it. Yeah. And I, I, first of all, that was very visual. Mm -hmm. So I like that. But it's making me think about my relationship and my differences and similarities with the Leos in my life. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's kind of spot on. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah. I, all I know about Aquarians is that People are totally attracted, like a magnet, to Aquarians. Oh, yeah. My one friend back in the day, she would attract people. She even had one gay guy tell her, I can go straight over you. I mean, that's oh. how, yeah, that's how much she attracted. She was yeah. just like a, like a magnet. It was like unbelievable. Yeah. So that's what I find Aquarians to be like, yeah. 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 And I mean, even just the mythology behind Aquarius is super cool. Did you know... Um, where the symbol for Aquarius comes from. Mm -mm. Okay, so we know if, if any of you have ever um, seen it, um, Aquarius is always represented by a figure known as the water bearer, which is, you know, a man holding a big jug of water and is basically dumping all of this water into a river, which doesn't sound super progressive. Actually, it sounds kind of wasteful. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> about that. My thing is, it has so much to do with water. Yes. Yeah. It looks like water. Right. But exactly. it's an air sign. Like, what the but fuck? But it's an air sign. So, good question. And the, the reason behind that is because um, water, 
just as an element we know is very symbolic of emotions right and it's also very symbolic of our intuition and psychic capacity right so you have this man who is of air right um who is holding this jug of water which is basically symbolic of someone who as an air sign um through their thought forms because remember thought is creative anything you can think of it can be holding this vessel of water so basically what that means is this is someone who has learned to master their emotions and psychic ability mm. and prowess wow and being able to be fluid with wherever that water is going to flow you know what i mean so that's why aquarius is an air sign because of that um inherent state of mastery with you know their intelligence and their thoughts and communication they can really master the intuitive psychic world around them or the realms of the other side nice isn't that That's interesting really cool. yeah. i like that you know when you're first saying that and you're like well, water symbolizes emotions i'm like and aquarians are detached so that's why he's throwing his emotions away Wait. that's what we're exactly. doing exactly that's that's a good way of putting it too yeah yeah so um but even just the mythology of aquarius comes from the story of ganymede um and uh have you heard of him before ganymede i don't think so i haven't he, well he comes from greek mythology um i'm actually i'm not sure if that's the way you pronounce his name ganymede uh, it's spelled g-a-n-y-m-e-d-e -E. Mm. um i've also heard it pronounced um Ganemedy, <laughs> which sounds really cool, but I think the popular um, pronunciation is Ganymede. Um, anyway, Ganymede was, uh, from Greek mythology, was this boy who was blessed with all kinds of great virtues, humility, compassion, um, but more importantly, he was graced with beauty. And this was a beauty that was said to rival the gods. But, you know, this was, Ganymede was a poor shepherd boy, very humble. And, you know, the gods saw him from afar and was like, wow, he's this beautiful person because his light shined so brightly and was so magnetic. And they all coveted him. But Zeus, of course, wanted to claim him for himself and so turned him to an eagle in some stories he sent an eagle but either way kind of similar to like the rape of persephone story this is like the boy version of that where uh they call it the rape of ganymede where he was literally abducted by zeus to be with him wow for his beauty but the interesting thing is, and there's like a whole bunch of crazy fun backstory uh, to this, where um, around the time of his abduction, you know, we know that Zeus and Hera, like they were always at it because Zeus was so, he was such a he cheater. He was a hoe. He was a trollop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what a harlot. <laughs> <laughs> time. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, was, he was very, he was a cheater. Yeah. Uh, cheated all the time, right? Um, and one of the times he cheated, you know, he cheated with a mortal woman named Alcmene um, who gave birth to Hercules. And we know how Hera hated him. Basically spent his whole life trying to plan and manifest his demise, trying to kill him through all the different labors that he underwent. But over time hercules as a mortal grows old and dies but what we're left with after his death is his nature was so virtuous and because of all of the heroic deeds that he had done you know especially toward his legacy basically exalted him and allowed him to ascend into an immortal state and he literally became a god. So people say, like, in Greek mythology, he was one of the ascended ones or one of the enlightened ones because he was able to become immortal and become, like, the god of strength, right? But here's I feel like I missed the entire point of that because I was like, ha, joke's on you, Hera. Yeah. 
That's what my takeaway. Oh, and it gets worse. Oh, it gets okay. like it gets like you know housewives worse. So we know <laughs> that between Hera and Zeus, they had three children: Ares, Hephaestus, and Hebe. Now Hebe is one of the goddesses that doesn't really get a lot of press, but she was the cupbearer of the gods. She was the goddess of youth and beauty, and she was also Hera's favorite goddess child. And when Hercules died, became a god, Zeus gave Hebe's hand in marriage to Hercules. Hera is pissed. And then to make it worse, Zeus abducted Ganymede and gave him Hebe's position as cupbearer. And he became the water bearer or the cupbearer for the gods. And um, being a cupbearer was a very important role. Like, you couldn't just be a cupbearer, you know? It wasn't like entry-level position. Like, you had to be completely trusted by the royalty or whoever the higher-up was because they had to know that they could trust you with their life. And oftentimes it was the cupbearer who would try the drink or try the food just to make sure it wasn't poisoned. And so it's a really high, exalted position to have that job. And not to mention the fact that um, when Zeus abducted Ganymede, he did something that he hadn't done before with him. He made him immortal. Of all of his conquests, of all of his, you know, people that he, you know, raped or whatever, he never made a single one of them immortal, but he made Ganymede immortal and made him the god of youth and beauty. Wow. Over Hebe. Ooh, isn't that crazy? So the whole point of me telling this story is even the mythology of Aquarius um, being linked to Ganymede um, parallels that archetype. Because here you have Ganymede who came from a very lowly station, but his light was able to shine throughout everything and get him to an exalted place in his life. He became immortal. But even though he transcended to that exalted pedestal of a side, he was still hated amongst the people he was with. Because not only was he cupbearer and god of youth and beauty now, he was also Zeus's personal paramour. Okay, so basically he just had to eat, rely on him no matter what. Yeah, basically. So, but that's the energy that parallels. So with this Aquarian energy, with the new moon, this is all about like, how are you going to shine in this life moving forward? After all of the crazy of January, moving into now the rest of this year, what seeds can you plant that will help project you to an exalted place. Now, you don't necessarily have to continue doing this in isolation, which is a very Aquarian theme, but more importantly, how are you going to shine your light? And that's why this new moon is so cool to work with because you can really manifest some amazing things for yourself with this energy. I'm really excited for this because we're recording this right in time. I mean, I don't know if this is going to be out right in time for everyone, but we're recording it right in time. Right. And... I think the last time that I actually did a moon working was like, I think this, like I was like two months pregnant. Oh, wow. So it's been like, I've done little bits of magic here or there, but like to actually be like, okay, it's a full moon or new moon. I Mm -hmm. have something that I need, blah, blah, blah. Like I I haven't done it because there hasn't really been much need like that I would need to throw some magic at. So I'm like, this is going to be a a fun one to play with. Yeah, no, it's definitely a new moon where if even if you wanted to do some vision boarding, you know, like start thinking what you can manifest for yourself. Or, you know, think of like, what is that thing that you wish you had right now? Mm -hmm. You know, or what is it that you want to contribute to to the world around you or at least for yourself or your legacy you know if you want to go deep like that you know but like what is it that you want and what what would it be to be the best version of yourself if you could do it right now you know that's a pretty fucking intense question to be perfectly honest it is it is but you know 
that's why I we're think planting it's, seeds exactly no right? i think it's wonderful and i always try and do a vision board around in bulk that's actually when i first started doing vision boards was for in bulk mm-hmm. because i felt like it was just the perfect time to do it um and i always try and do it with like a deadline of like mm-hmm. Samhain kind of like yeah or, or throughout the year but it's because it's during the harvest that we see what we reap from what we start thinking about now yeah so but that's definitely even though that for us that's like the last day of january that's the energy that starts all of february and i haven't even gotten into that but i love it but with that being said though the rest of february um it's not super eventful in the sense that there's a whole lot of things hitting us right and left it's mostly like one domino effect kind of thing that just propels the rest of the month and a lot of it has to do with mars mars for us this month is gonna be very active and we know mars can be can be trouble but in this sense i think he's going to be quite constructive because throughout this month he's going to be in capricorn and that's a sign he's exalted in so, so he's going to be happy he's happy we're working with a happy mars uh, this month so but the thing is even happy or not he can still cause some destruction dun, dun, dun. necessary yes. destruction right and where we start finding all of these like sort of domino effect um, pieces throughout the month um, has to do with his relationship with Venus. So um, Mars and Venus this month are going to be following each other super tightly. So there's gonna be a point on, let's see, where did it go? I'm looking at my notes. On the 16th, so midway through on the 16th, they're going to reach an exact conjunction with each other in the sky. And anytime you get Mars and Venus together, you have a whole lot of crazy that can happen. It could be good, it could be bad, but basically what happens is there's going to be this intense energy for passion, whatever it is you decide to do. And it could go good, it could go bad, it just kind of depends on you. So... I've actually outlined that one of the main themes for this month, actually inspired by you, Shauna. Oh, boy. What's that thing you always say to us every time you leave? Make good life choices. That's it. All right. So especially when it comes to Mars being a prominent figure because Mars's job is to stir action. Mm -hmm. And whatever the action is it's just going to be intensified. So if you make those good life choices, it should be good. It should be good. If you make stupid choices, it's going to get stupid real fast, (laughs) you know? So, but that's basically one of the main themes of February. So it's, um, there's a lot going on, but there's not really a lot going on. It's basically just um, Mars and Venus riding each other, coming in and out of conjunction, basically even into March. So... Now, when it comes to um, making good life choices or making mm-hmm. bad life choices, do you feel like we're because that we have all this action and like Mars is kind of stirring things up? Will there be like temptation to make bad poor life choices? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, absolutely. And so glad you asked that question. Coming up on the eleventh. Uh, well, maybe not the 11th, but leading into the 11th on the 8th, we have Mars trining Uranus. So um, Uranus, planet of rebellion, activism, change, Mars is trining. So a trine is a really auspicious, good position, but it also makes things a little bit too easy. So if you have the planet of action, the planet of rebellion and change getting together just makes for like some really easy upsets. So that's where making a good life choice could be good (laughs) or bad. You know what I mean? Basically, things will start and snowball based off of the decision you make around the energy of that day. And then leading into the 11th, even though this isn't necessarily something that is attached to Mars, Mercury is going to be conjoined or in conjunction with Pluto. And oftentimes, 
um, we can see this sort of energy as like an aftermath to what happens with Mars earlier because when you get Mercury and Pluto together a lot of times what you get energetically is this sort of time of like consequential announcements or <laughs> disclosure of s really confidential stuff it could almost be like um, this sort of energy of like a mic drop you oh, know what I mean yeah. like I need I got something to say bam and it just stirs the pot you know how easily like that happens with like the mic drop moment mm -hmm. so so yeah so that's that's a kind of energy that Mars always tends to lead into in this month so okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So there's plenty of temptations <laughs> to make very poor life choices. Yeah. I do have another mm. question for you. So from what we've spoken about, you've said that Mars and Venus are going to kind of do this dance back and yes. forth all year long, mostly. Um. Actually, um. I I went back and looked at that. It's mm -hmm. going to be mostly throughout the spring. Okay. Um. And then what's going to happen is after the spring, Mars is going to be trailing behind Venus further and further. Um, but then we get into a crazy moment at the end of the year where Mars goes retrograde. So why I bring this up, and I, I may have brought it up before, and I think we repeat ourselves on the show all the mm -hmm. time, so whatever. Um, in mythology, Mars and Venus are hot and heavy. Yes. And Venus actually thought that she was going to marry Mars at mm -hmm. one point, and it just... It, did not happen. Mercury must have been in retrograde at that current <laughs> moment. But because we, when we see the interaction with the planets this way and keeping in mind the mythology, do they kind of like go hand in hand? Do these yeah, similarities? There are definitely parallels with that. I mean, that's part of the reason why the planets were named after these gods. Because remember, um, for all of you into astrology and or witchcraft, the gods are not the planets, but the planets exhibit energies and um, eventual sort of like happenstances that parallel what the gods went through or parallel their archetypes. So in traditional astrology, we call the planets the stars of the gods. So like Mars the planet is the star of Mars or Aries but they're not the same thing but because there is a correspondence between their energies if you pray to Aries or Mars it's possible you can you know have some kind of mitigation toward whatever the planet is doing does that make sense yes yes it does so. interesting okay yeah got it so, but yeah, there's definitely parallels. So when, when you look at Mars and Venus together and their dynamic in the sky, as above, so below, you know, you'll witness the same kind of ener energy in the events around your life. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. for sure. So moving up into the middle of the month, and most of the action in February actually happens around the middle. And I think one of the more um, interesting things actually happens two weeks into the month. Um, on February 16th, um, which people are gonna love this, we have a full moon. Uh -huh. And this is a great energy to work with. So when you have a full moon, remember that the sun and the moon are completely in opposition to each other. Every time there's a full moon, there's an opposition between the sun and the moon. So this is why there are some camps that say that whenever you're working with a full moon, you want to use that energy to be more reflective and introspective. But then because the moon is reaching a zenith along her path, some people say, oh, but that's the best time to do magic and manifest things. And I think you can go either way, but what is more important about this full moon is it's a full moon in Leo. And remember how I was talking before about Leo being the polar opposite of Aquarius, where our new moon starts us off in this month, right? So now the moon has reached a point in her trajectory where you cannot ignore who you are because a full moon in Leo makes you go a little bit more introspectively or even ex look at yourself externally uh, as far as like 
manifesting the results you want that have every single bit to do with your light and your highest self. You know what I mean? Because if Leo is that energy that basically um, is centered around your own light, your own fire radiating outward into life and affecting all the people you touch, then this full moon should really be about that energy. You know, do not um, uh, do not ignore self-care, basically. You know what I mean? Feed your fire. And if you wanted to um, kind of make a, um, I don't want to say attachment, that's not the right word, but basically draw a line from what you started with the new moon, this would be the perfect time to see if the seeds that you planted are now aligned with your heart. I like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even whether you're looking at um, working at this full moon in Leo more introspectively, you know, for reflection, you can still use it to boost, you know, the things you want to manifest on a magical level. You know what I mean? Because the full moon in Leo is about bringing to light all the things that you envision and want to see because remember leo is ruled by the sun and the sun is all about the light that is cast and if you can see it it's real like do you that. know what i mean yeah. so i think like whenever the moon it doesn't matter what phase the moon is in if she's like in a quarter moon balsamic moon whatever whenever she's in leo you always have that potential for like manifestation you know, um, or even really deep self-reflection in Leo. So, cool. I yeah. like it. I like I it. So it sounds like magically this is going to be a really good month to like. It is. Get shit done and improve yourself, feel yourself, mm -hmm. like. And basically plant the seeds because yeah. trust me, if you are a witchy magical person, you want to get on that now, because basically as soon as Mercury ends his retrograde on February 3rd from February 3rd to April 29 and I'll repeat that from February 3rd to April 29 no planets are gonna be in retrograde Yay. and if you're gonna do magic that is the time That's to the do it that's the window because and set yourself up for success because trust me the year is gonna get worse and worse energetically or oh, no. and when I mean worse what I mean is you'll find some unexpected conflicts here and there and it's gonna be different for everybody but and that's not to say that even during this time you may not have energy energetic conflicts that you'll need to uncross I mean that can absolutely still happen but there's gonna be less to deal with you know what I mean so if you're gonna try to manifest something try to plant those seeds make them grow as best you can you know um, and maybe the one thing I would say is around this time, if you're not going to actively be doing spell work around manifesting stuff and planting seeds, just be mindful of your mood, your attitude, how you think and talk to yourself, yeah. because we are in a time for manifestation regardless. And mm -hmm. I feel like all too often we always talk about manifesting positive things and lucrative things. Mm -hmm. Once you kind of hit that level of magic, whether you're doing it through spell work or you're just, you know, thinking about things and hoping that they come true, whatever, you're entering that stage where you're saying, I understand and believe that my thoughts become my reality. Mm -hmm. And that includes the negative ones, too. Yes. So you have to be very mindful of that when you, you start doing things like that or when we're in time periods like this because we're human we all have our shitty moments where we're in a bad mood or have a bad day mm -hmm. and it would be terrible for you to unknowingly bring all of that into your reality while riding this wave you know yeah. i always say uh never say out loud what you don't want only yeah. say say aloud what you do want yes that's very and you know how hard that is to do it's very it's very difficult hard. it's very difficult it's very you really difficult. have to think before you speak yeah. Mm -hmm. And I would even say, like, if you're going to work with this um, full moon in Leo toward manifestation, you know, like a good practice of gratitude will support this fully, mm -hmm. you know, because even if you're going to go with that, you know, new age perspective of like, um, 
you know, like the law of attraction, like attracts like kind of a thing, right? If you recognize or acknowledge the things that you do have, then the universe grants you more of the same. So if like, let's say you're doing a spell for money or something like that, and you know, in your intention, it's, you know, I want more money. Guess what? The universe is always going to keep you in this perpetual wanting of Mm -hmm. money, as opposed to saying, I have everything I need. And then the gut, and then the, I was going to say the government, (laughs) and then the the universe (laughs) providing more of everything you need. The global government. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The universal. Um, But yeah, and what, what a great energy of, you know, to work with with that, you know, with Leo, you know, being that light that just radiates, you know, outward. I think it's pretty cool. So, I mean, basically for the rest of the month, it's just that dance of like Mars and Venus. um, And they're going to be touching upon a sextile with um, Neptune um, between the 23rd and the 24th. So it's going to be really easy to make foolish decisions because Neptune is that planet of illusion and delusion. Mm -hmm. So you'll make you know choices that really seem like a good idea and you'll be all gung-ho and passionate about it and then you're like what was i thinking <laughs> it's gonna be on the 23rd 23rd and 24th because yeah. because they're doing this dance basically mars is going to go into an exact sex style and then venus is going to go into his exact sex style the next day yeah. do you know what i mean so they're going to be doing this dance where anytime something happens to mars it's going to happen to venus shortly after and vice versa Okay, okay, gotcha. So, the first thing that came to my mind is there's going to be a lot of people agreeing to hang out with friends and meet people for yes, dinner, and then it's yeah. going to come to it, they're going to be like, why? Yeah, why did I do that? But I guess... No, but I would say, like, that's actually a good thing to bring up, because part of the crazy that's going to happen in the spring, just, you know, project out into the future for all of y'all, um, the spring is actually going to be a wonderful, magical, happy time. Yeah, it's supposed to be because we've got Jupiter in um, Pisces, which is his rulership. We've got Venus in Pisces, which is her exaltation. And then um, in um, in late spring, they're going to actually be conjoined, and it's just going to be magical and amazing. But when you have too much of a good thing, you can get in trouble yeah, real quick. And it's going to be like a real bad hangover. Basically, I mean, but I mean, we experience those all the time. Every time, like, you know, a planet goes retrograde and then it um, it, it goes into its shadow. The shadow is like the hangover period, you yeah. know, True. too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, so it's not anything new, but again, you know, make good choices i wonder if we're gonna have a baby boom next february just because you're saying of all this merrymaking that's happening mm-hmm. and it's Beltane. and and they go into conjunction jupiter and um jupiter and uh, venus go into conjunction literally on valpurgis night see we're gonna have a baby boom. <laughs> i am gonna laugh at all of you guys that are listening come next february when you guys are all new parents and be like, oh, I don't know you guys were doing on Beltane and Walter, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Which is basically May Day Eve, right? Yeah, exactly. So, like, it's so crazy. Um, but, yeah, anyway, so the spring's going to be fun, but definitely, you know, stay masked up, get your boosters yes, and course, shots, because, like, that, that can get bad real fast if you're not careful, you know, because the energy is definitely there to be foolish partier you know didn't we see we saw this last year like we we had like a little mini taste of this yeah this this happened last year when we had that jupiter preview uh where jupiter went into pisces but jupiter's in pisces now and we can get a sense that things are getting better but with getting better people just i don't know they leave their brains at the door you know yeah. what I mean? Because they just want, they're, they're so tired of being isolated, they just want to party, and so they just do it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that, that you can't. I mean, definitely make good choices, <laughs> you know, which exactly. is the theme for this month. And, you know, just plant the right seeds, I guess, you know? I guess if you're making good life choices, like, make good life choices for you in whatever 
that aligns with for yourself and your beliefs. Mm -hmm. And I think if everyone does that when we're kind of in this you do you and I'll do me kind of thing and Mm -hmm. then we'll meet somewhere in the middle and like have a beer, like that's that's not a bad way to look at it. It's not. Party responsibly. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, party responsibly. That's a better theme. (laughs) Party responsibly. (laughs) So yeah, but that's, that's basically February. All right. Yeah. I like it. I feel like this is the first time in a very long time, Jarrell, that you've been like, this month ain't too bad. Yeah, yeah. right? It's, Ooh, it's not. It's just, you know, like one big thing that just dominoes and snowballs, but it's not a whole bunch of crazy things attacking you at different sides all at one time, you know? So. Cool. I like it. I pretty, like it. It's chill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can get behind that. Everyone, you know, get your vision boards done. And do your thing, I suppose. Create. 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 Dream. Make good life choices. Yes. I just wanted to just come out here and say that I'm very proud of Monica because I actually saw her take another sip of her drink. Two or three. Yeah. You missed it. Two or three. And there was no weird faces, no sound effects. (laughs) Like, usually, like, she kind of does this little dance with her hands that looks like she's hailing and bringing something in, you know? Think like a fist pump, but like with an open palm, you know? There was none of that. I'm, just, I'm very impressed. Yeah. You must have been very thirsty or very sick of being sober. Well, I mean, I've got a little buzz, so I'm just buzzed, and it doesn't matter. There you I go. Mean, there you go. That's, <laughs> That's that what really it is. That's the way it is. Once you start feeling it, it doesn't matter how shitty the drink is. It doesn't. Is. It really doesn't. So there you go. <laughs> I'm here for it. I like it. Well, thank you. I'm excited of for course. February. It sounds fun. I feel like, you know... And I, I think other witches can, and other people in general probably feel this, you can feel the tide start to turn. Mm-hmm. You know, you can feel yeah. it. And lately, I've started to feel it turn. Yeah. And I'm actually really happy about it. I'm very optimistic for it. Usually, I don't really care because I love winter so much, especially in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I feel like our winter is probably other people's spring. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, like, going into spring, it's, like, early summer, basically. And, but I'm actually, like, I feel optimistic. I feel good about it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what the month's going to bring. Yeah. yeah. So before we get into our shout-outs and stuff like that, I have a whole list of shout-outs. Oh, okay. And these are for our amazing Stragglets, our Patreoners. Okay. We do have a couple people that have signed up recently, and that is Benny, Taylor, Marilyn, and Grace. Thank you, guys. Welcome to the Coven, and we hope that you guys enjoy all of your bonus content and the fun things that we have coming up. But we can't just welcome the newcomers without giving a nod to our OG WSW Coven, which is... Ashley, Haley, Angie, Chelsea, Lynn, Stephanie, Autumn, Carter, Jillian, Danielle, Tony, Onyx, John, and a name that I can't read because Ricky has sloppy handwriting. Soul. 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 S O L E. It looks like it says like Soul. Oh. Anyway, Soul. I knew I was wrong. Whatever. Anyway, thank you guys for all of your support every month thank you guys so much for joining and thank you for enjoying the spells of the month the readings that you guys get we do have some new content coming up including my new favorite is uh ricky's uh cocktail concoction hour where ricky makes different cocktails and then we have monica try them and i don't know what's better the new and creative alcohol or monica's reactions to them (laughs) but those are very fun so Thank you, everyone, for joining. We appreciate you. We love you. You can join the Patreon coven if you guys want by going to patreon.com and looking up Wine Secrets and Witches. Or if you guys could just help us all out, leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to us. And I think on Apple Podcasts, you can actually even write a review. But we would really appreciate it. It helps the podcast tremendously. So thank you. We love you. And we will... Keep doing our witchy thing and feeding Monica booze and bad pizza for everyone's entertainment. (laughs) Who are you guys shouting out tonight? My shout out is to two wonderful people I met at the store recently. And I believe her name, one of them was Frankie. And today I met someone named Emily. So this is your shout out. Thank you for coming to the store and listening to us on Wine Spirits and Witches. All right. What about you, Joe? And, you know, my my life, like as I mentioned, has just kind of been tumultuous the last two months. And, you know, 
I'd like to thank just the Greenman family for like really supporting and helping me through it, um, especially Rebecca and Michael, who I have been my rocks <laughs> this past two months. So That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. And they are both amazing people. They, they are. are. They're so cool. Who's your shout out? To the Coven sister. Okay. We were just hanging out and I just, I've kind of been sequestered away for so long that I haven't really hung out with anyone. So it was so nice to see her and hang out with her. And I just, I love her. And it was so nice to just have that happy and kind energy. But also I wanted to give a shout out to her Twitch stream that she has with her best friend. And it's called Those Dame Witches. And it's, so it's a stream. So Monica's looking at me a little confused. I don't know if you know what a stream is. I think it's a, a live, Twitch. right? It's a live thing. Yeah, and so there's a visual to it. So it's kind oh, of I like see, a podcast, but live, and there's a vid- visual. And so they talk about witchcraft and things like that, but they also do arts and crafts at the same time. Okay. Which is just super fun. and That sounds awesome. Right? Yeah, right. And I've already said so many times, I'm a Pinterest whore, so I am all about <laughs> arts and crafts. And I love all of the different things that the Coven Sisters always do, and she is very crafty. So very, this is where you kind of get to see all of that come together so i definitely suggest that everyone go check it out i believe that they stream on tuesday nights oh okay okay do you know what time i do not i should have asked but we'll find out i will follow up with everyone for that we'll we'll get there we'll get there Um, thank you guys for listening as always thank you jarell so much thanks for having me knowledge and your wisdom we appreciate you and just your your wonderfulness and yes just your presence yep thank you we will see you guys all very soon enjoy and make good life choices everyone merry meet merry part and And merry meet meet again. again